yay, yay. We got an hour left, and then I have a three weeks vacation. And lucky, that's very lucky. sad. No, it's not. I look so <laughs> forward to coming here every Sunday to talk and he, see what people, you know, it's just, I just really do. I love it, love it, love it. It's one of the best two hours of my week, but it's also the fastest two hours. When I have guests, they they can't believe, you know, like when we come oh, yeah, out of this. Two topic, hours flies by. And then, are we done already? Yeah, it didn't hurt bad, did it? <laughs> I'm sitting over here looking at like a countdown clock and it still goes by fast. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's craziness, is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. And then, um, well, let's get Barbie out of the way first. Okay, you know what Barbie's full name is? I have to assume that her first, like her full first name is Barbara. Yep. Babs. Yep. Uh, I am totally at a loss for a last name. I'll it's, say Barbara Walters. No, nope. <laughs> it's Barbara Millicent Roberts. That was the creator of Barbie's daughter's name. So oh, the, cute. The guy, the guy that created it. That was her daughter's name, Barbara Millicent Roberts. That's what Barbie's name is. Oh, next time I see a Barbie, I'm going to call her Millie. There you go. <laughs> also, too, before I know I want to you know, uh, get this in, uh, uh, Merry Christmas uh, from uh, Nutrisaurus, a family like no other. They've been with me for, I think, seven, 17 years. They've been advertising on this show you know, as a support. So uh, Merry Christmas from their family to yours. And they're the makers of Nutrisaurus, Pure Vita, and Element. And then uh, Pet Cremation of Minnesota, uh, they John Watterson, uh, he's uh, they're just an awesome place, and they've advertised on the show, you know, throughout through the year. And then also Canvas Back, uh, they were only with us for a short time, but I, they had a great, great product to look into. So CanvasBack dot com, and then you got Pet uh, Pet Cremation M N dot com, and then you got Nutrisource uh, Pet Foods, as in Nutrisource Pet Foods. Dot com. You could check out all their great treats and that. And remember, I mentioned before too is that uh, go uh, and the Nutrisource have got some awesome treats, and then their jerky treats are really cool. Dogs really love them, and uh, you could take and put them in like in a special bowl or a special box or make it the packaging look cool, like you spent and made all this stuff for the dogs. Okay, so you could do a lot of cool stuff and give them healthy things instead of just the crap that's out there that looks cute. Okay, so we don't want to do that. But so Merry Christmas from those three. Supporters of the Katie K9 show in Nutrisource Pet Foods, PetCremationMN.com, and CanvasBack.com. Without those guys, that they help me be here. <laughs> it's always a good thing. Okay, who's up? Well, speaking oh, of yeah, food, right. yeah, we're, we were still on with Valerie. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Good options. yeah, Valerie, I forgot. I had to write down that number. No, no anyway. Hey, Valerie, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Hello. Yeah, no, so that's what a lot of vets do is that they say, oh, my God, you're, you're going to send your dog into a turmoil. And it's like, no. See, the thing about vets, you're great at always in diseases, but many of them don't take a nutrition course. And if it is, guess who it's taught by? Usually science diet. Okay, mm-hmm. and so the thing is, is that they science diet, IMS, uh, Royal Canin, they've all are a huge supporter of the vet, vet industry. You know, so there's kind of scratch my back. You're, you know, and so the thing is, is uh, you can do better, and you can look up your own. You know, not just having me tell you rotate your diet. You know, look up like on um, uh, let's see, dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Uh, you can also go to healthypets.mercola.com. That's uh, uh, Dr. Karen Becker. She's a holistic vet. And so everywhere you look in the in 
not in the conventional world, okay, it will show, and you talk to people that have had the dogs on raw diets or just feeds very minimum, you know, uh, d- dry foods or and then cook for them. Their dogs are a lot healthier, and they don't see the vet that often. Now, when your dog got sick, what was the, what was the problem? Well, she was just acting like she had a lot of pain. It seemed like in her stomach. She couldn't sit down. She'd, like, sit for a second, and then she'd get up and kind of whimper. Okay. And then, like, when the cat went by and, like, tapped her on the side, she'd, like, let out a wail. Oh, really? And if, if I picked her up, um, like, under her belly, she, like, thought it hurt so much. And she went to the emergency vet and then the regular vet, and they nobody really um, knew what was going on. But after, like, two days, then... She felt better, so. Okay. Did, uh, did they take an x-ray? Was there a lot of gas build up in there or anything, you know? They didn't. All they did was the blood work. Okay, okay. Um, because, see, dogs, unfortunately, you know, just like humans, we get a belly ache. You know, for a couple of days, we're out of our off our course. Um, but because usually I see that more often when dogs inhale their food as far as the dry food without rehydrating it because then it expands in their stomach and that can cause pain. Um, obviously, too, like I say, uh, heavy Fat diet, like eating bacon, bacon grease, that can cause, you know, promote pancreatitis. Um, so what was the food in the last 24 hours before she got sick? Was there any changes? Um, she had a, she had turkey nom nom and it's, they, they have everything listed. It's like, cause she's actually never had dry food before. She's had raw and then like um, the other formulas and it's turkey, then chickpeas, then carrots, broccoli, then spinach. And it's a 33% protein. Uh, 19% fat. Um, and so, I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge fat percentage, but... This no, is that's, that's really not. That, but but it's a different kind of fat compared to what the fat that's in processed food or whatever. Okay, um, so, uh, but it's only 33% protein? Yeah, it's funny. Hmm. It's different for... So the turkey's 33%, the beef is 39 yeah. Um Yep. The chicken is the mo- chicken is forty six, but I usually try to stay away from the chicken. And pork is thirty six, so okay. maybe they're all too low of protein. I'm not sure okay. what the protein goal should yeah. be. Well, um, okay, you need to go to primalpooch.com, primalpooch.com, okay. and so she is really good at explaining and keeping it simple. All right. And so Nom Noms, I am not, I don't know anybody that has tried that. So I'm not familiar with it. Okay. And so, because usually people do like raw for paws. They do the raw. It's not, you know what I mean? It's just ground up meat. And then they add mm-hmm. to their, what they want to add to it, whether it's spinach, carrots, you know, stuff like that. They, but they just get the raw meat, package it in the packages that they need for, you know, size portion, you know, and mm-hmm. and go from there. So, yeah, you should try primalpooch.com because in that way there, that gives you a heads up because the biggest thing that we mess up on when we start, you know, cook for the dogs or whatever is the calcium. Dogs need a lot of calcium. And so, like, a lot of places... You know, that say, okay, we're going to cook for you, you're going to cook for your dog. The, the calcium is very minimal. And you, calcium is, is uh, the meat and the calcium are the two main things for a dog that's getting not, you know, fed a formulated diet, you know, where mm-hmm. you're making your own. And usually the calcium can get, you know, by smashed up powdered eggshells, you can do that for calcium. Uh, raw butcher bones, you know, the knuckle and the joint, not the not the shank, because they can crack teeth on the shank. Trying to get okay. through that is the thickest bone on the uh, on a cow's body. And so that's what you just got to do is, is, is open your world a little bit more. And so you're a little bit more understanding of it instead of just feeding it. 
And so, mm-hmm. the, like I said, there's particular protein sometimes that sends dogs. Like my Gilligan, I can only give him beef two days in a row. If I do it three days in a row, he uh, starts uh, like it starts scratching and kind of mm-hmm. hacking a little bit. And so then, so but I've learned I can give beef him one day, I'm fine. Two days, I'm fine. But don't do that third day. You know, sure. so you know somebody. I he's gets sardines, uh, turkey, uh, chicken every so often. Um, then beef, uh, venison, you know, he gets, he gets a lot of stuff, but sometimes too, if you overfeed him, they can get a tummy ache. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, when this is where you wish our dogs had a computer chip. So you could just kind of take the chip out and say, okay, plug it in your computer. This is what hurts. (laughs) And this is what I got into, (laughs) you know, so it is, it's a tough one, but it's just, like I say, I I really am sad that, you know, vets want to promote the science diet in the, in the Royal Canins, you know, that's all processed food and that's not Mm -hmm. what dogs are meant to eat. And so, um, and like I say, for people to understand and get outside that window and then a lot of the processed foods, what are good, like that's why I love Nutrisource so much. Is because as a family, since it's family owned, they don't have to go to board members and to have to have recipes changed or whatever. They all get together. Okay, meeting. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna add more terrine. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Next batch, everything is done. You know what I mean? It's is and it's not all about the bottom line. Corporate has a tendency to buy cheaper products to bring up their bottom line, right? And mm-hmm. so that's why, like I said, when you find family companies, you know, and then better dry foods, and then there's other things, like you say, you know, the the different ways of uh, feeding, you know, the the raw, dehydrated, uh, and such like that, and freeze-dried. So that's what you want to just do, but there are sometimes proteins that causes a tummy. See, now, I'm not, I don't feed my dogs pork. I'm, I can't get on that bandwagon. I just can't because pork came into the industry kind of as a, a filler, like chicken. Whereas mm-hmm. I think it's been five years now. And I just, if we eat too much pork, it's not healthy for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why uh, people don't rotate like I do, you know, like every two days, every day. You know what I mean? They don't, most people feed one thing for like two months. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if you're feeding pork every day, I just worry what the long term is. It to me, that's a high pancreatitis thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know I don't make food, I don't get it, but to me, I'm just using common sense and what I know. And so that's why, like I say, you just got to you know dive in, roll up your sleeves, and just kind of figure it out. You know, type thing. So because dogs do get gassy, just like us. You know, all of a sudden, what did I eat yesterday? It's causing me disruption today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um, th- can I- Quick question about a website to see if you've heard of it before. Okay, can you hold on because we got to run the break here. I'm already late. So hold on and we'll get it when we come back. Okay. Okay, let's see. When was Barbie introduced? You know, what year and what was her cost the first year she came out? We'll be back. Right. Okay, Barbie. Is Barbie Millicent Roberts? Okay, what year? Do you know what year she came into existence? What year she came into existence? 1934. Nope, 1959. I was pretty off. And how much do you think she cost? In, repeat the year. 1959. 59, okay, 1959. Um, I would say she cost 450. Close, three bucks. Three bucks, okay, even cheaper. Yeah, 59, 1959 is when she came out, (laughs) and then she cost a whole $3. My mom always tried to get me to play Barbies because the other girls in the neighborhood played Barbies, and I hated playing Barbies. I liked, I didn't, I was less into the Barbie and more about the um, things that come with Barbie. Like, I love the mini cars and, like, the mini... Toothbrushes okay. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, when Barbie Friday got a horse, and I was interested in the horse. Yeah. I was a stable <laughs> land. <laughs> All 
Okay, since 1959, more than 125 million yards of fabric have gone into creating outfits for Barbie and her friends. 125 million yards. Wow. And if you can find the good ones still hanging around, they're worth like hundreds of dollars. I told this story before. I used to have some Barbies that, you know, because I didn't play with them, you know, Storm, whatever. And um, I had a pet rat. Her name is Kismar. <laughs> and anyway, and she was, she's, you know, she followed me every place. Well, anyway, well, apparently uh, Kismet, she, she found my Barbies and she ate the nose. <laughs> <laughs> couple of my barbies nibbled off the little yeah, nose yeah she ate the nose that <laughs> uh, could have been worse i'm like yeah well that was fun <laughs> all frightening now i know what oh well okay <laughs> let's go back to valerie hi valerie still with us yes yes and i i won't take much more time i appreciate you very much yeah. um i've been looking through the website called dogfoodadvisor.com mm-hmm. and i didn't know if that was Oh, that's what you've heard of, or if it's reputable? Well, I have a problem with it because it's corporate-owned. <laughs> I think they're a little biased. <laughs> sure. No, so, that so, makes sense. I, yeah, I, so I don't, I yeah, I, I'm not a big on, they do, uh, they're good at coming out with recalls, you know, whereas they're the first yeah. one to post recalls and that, because I'm on that for that, for the recalls, but anyway, then I put them on a Facebook page, but yeah, I'm not, I don't take much stock in what they have to say about the other food, so... It is I'll, what it I'll is. Check out Primal Pooch, and thank you so yeah. much. This was all very helpful. You bet. All it is is just understanding and, and doing your own, and that's why my job is to send people places so you can start gathering information. Uh, you can also go to patmckay.com. Pat McKay. M-C-K-A-Y. Uh, I can't remember what, that's her old website, but it bounces into her new website. And she has a book called Raining Cats and Dogs, but Raining is R-E-I-N-I-N-G. Raining okay. Cats and Dogs. And it's all about food. Okay. Okay. And so that's another thing to look into. And just because, like I say, just start spreading your wings and seeing what you want to do. And also when you're feeding good food, you got to remember not to overfeed it because that can cause a, a stomachache too. They're better off you feed less than more. You know, I I feel my dog, you know, Gilligan once a week when I get home. Now tonight when I get go to feed him, I have him stand and I take my fingertips um, on the shoulder and I run it along the ribs to his waist. And without pushing, I should feel the front rib to the back rib. Okay. And um, with the younger dogs, you should be able to feel if you put your thumb on the spine, you should be able to feel the spine without, um, you know, pushing. As the dogs get older, you know, the muscles changes and so then they get like you can beep 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 bloop blip blip you know but with the mm-hmm. younger dogs that you shouldn't feel the spine uh when you run the hand you uh, when you run the hand down you want to feel a little bit of it that i said that wrong you want to feel a little bit of it because if you can't feel it then you get your dogs carrying too much fat so between okay. so you want to get the feel of the dog don't look at the dog because your eyes will lie to you but if you get used to the feel of the dog and, and, and you do it once a week then you're going to catch the dog well this week you're a little fluffy so i'm bumping you down you know this week next week comes oh that feels good because a lot of dogs get the weight gets out of control because people just like well how did you get to be a pork chop <laughs> because all of a sudden it just happens just like when you know you look in the uh, in the mirror and all of a sudden i look a little puffy <laughs> and then you go and you step on the uh, scale like oh i understand now why i look a little puffy <laughs> but anyways but if you get used to how your dog and cats feel uh, that and bump up and down accordingly that will help a lot of dogs dogs and cats not to become obese yes that sounds great i do she's she's a good size i've been using your tricks to 
feel her body, and she likes it. She thinks it's a massage. Oh, yep, exactly. Uh, good, good, good. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But yeah, so yeah, onward and just, you know, like I say, vets are great at what they do, but the majority of them do not have anything about good nutrition other than what they were taught. And what I don't even know if it was five or six years ago, um, uh, someone told me that the University of Minnesota uh, vet school, that nutrition is an elective. They don't have oh, to wow. take it. and But there again, and who taught it? It was usually science diet. And so, yeah. yeah, so the thing is, that's why you've got to do your own, you know, research and, and, and they come up with, you know, okay, this, 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 and you know what I mean? Then ask, mm-hmm. now you got input, input. Now what's common sense? What's the common thread between all of these? And then decide your own stuff. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Katie. You bet. I you have a great, it. have a grand Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. What time is it? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, who's up next? Well, next we have uh, Casey, whose cat has been uh, also having some, like, stummy issues, been puking around the house. Oh, cats. There you go. Hi there. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? Good, good. So how old's your cat? Um, Two years old. And I adopted her when she was four months old. So I've had her almost all her life so far. And so um, what's she doing? Um, so she's always kind of had a sensitive stomach, um, but usually it's because she's eaten too fast and then thrown up her food. Mm-hmm. But lately, over the last week or so, she's been vomiting up basically like nothing. It's almost like a little bit of foam or what looks like it's just saliva. Okay. Um, but she's been eating and drinking water like normal okay. um, and peeing and pooping like normal. And I have the litter that shows the acidity, you know, that smart litter. Yeah, that, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty litter. Yeah, boy, yeah, they, they got a lot of buzz with that, I'll tell you. Yeah. And it is just awesome. Then, it really is. Yeah, and I'm fascinated with it. When yeah. I it. I was, like, watching that litter box. box. Yeah, watching that litter <laughs> box. We ever thought they'd sit and watch a litter box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, what food are you feeding now? Yeah, um, so right now, so I just switched her food a couple of weeks ago because we have three, we actually have a total of three cats. Okay. And one of the other cats was throwing up. Okay. And so I thought, well, maybe it's the food. So then I went to a sensitive stomach. It's actually Hill's Science Diet, adult sensitive stomach and dry skin, chicken and rice. Yeah, is that a dry food? Yeah, it's yep. dry food. Okay. And so the other cat has stopped throwing up, but now she's throwing up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and okay. none of the cats in all of this time have been acting sick or uncomfortable or in right. pain okay. or anything like that. They're still all playful and cuddly. Yep. Okay. So I have a feeling it's like, it doesn't seem like they've gotten into, I work um, full time from home, so okay. I'm home all the time. Okay. So I can see that they're not getting into anything. Right. They're not eating things that they shouldn't be eating. So well, I, I have a feeling that it is actually the food. And, and what I'm it is. And what it is, yeah. is feeding dry food. Mm-hmm. Walk over to feeding dry food. Walk over, take your bag of dry food, walk over to the waste paper basket, open it up and dump it out. And okay. all you're going to do is go to grain-free canned food. Grain-free canned mm-hmm. food. Okay? okay. And then what you're going to do, and I tell people to do the, just do this for two weeks. If you don't okay. know dry food whatsoever, okay, two weeks, you're going to see a lot less in the litter box. You're going to see them not shed as much. Uh, the coat will be shinier, and there will be a happier camper, and plus they won't get fat on you, okay? And if they are fat, they'll lose weight. Okay, and Nutrisource has uh, six that does not have chicken in. The bad thing about grain-free cat food in a lot 
is all chicken. And I, I have a cat, Walter, that is uh, uh, chicken sensitive. Uh, he swells up. <laughs> and so, okay, now we got to talk about it when I come back. So don't hang up. So we're going to talk about this, okay? Okay. Okay. So. okay. The first toy advertised on TV was... The first toy advertised on TV was... We'll let you know when you come back. Alrighty then. I thought they put more bumper Christmas music in, and they really haven't. Yeah, it's so it's been phasing like, yeah. out. It's already like they're done with Christmas. Yeah, no, this is uh, I don't know. I imagine a lot of people take off this week. You know, take because they're going someplace or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, um, I gave you a couple to try. Dove. I love Dove, and I love Linden. You know, chocolate. Yeah. And Dove came out. This is specialty. I, I don't know if it's just going to be around Christmas, but it's called the brownie. It's delicious. It's it, got like a mousse inside. Yes. It's, uh, it's kind of like a brownie texture yeah. type thing, you know? And so it's a very, so try that. The Dove, it's called, said brownie on the outside. So it was. They it was, really were good. I yes, I, I really, I like it. And I love Linden. That my, uh, Dove and Linden are my two favorite. Yeah. Topics. Okay. So, and, oh, then um, Andy's Mints. Oh, those Andy's really Mints good. is a classic. Uh, I always have a box of those frozen. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, the first toy advertised on TV. What's your thinking? I, For whatever reason, I, I had to think it was like a cooking toy. Okay. I don't know. Like the first toy advertised on TV was like like a toy kitchen set. Okay. Um, believe it or not, it was Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Wow, he's Mr. old. Mr. Potato, yes. And you ready for this? I did not know this. From 1952 to 1963, parents had to supply a real potato for the body of Mr. Potato Head. That, that I did know, that originally you had just got the parts. Yeah, no, I did not know that. And then uh, until 1964, when Hasbro introduced the hard plastic body. You know, you can still shove all those pieces in a potato. No one oh, can yeah. stop you. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's true. In 1987, Mr. Potato Head became the spokesperson for the Great American Smokeout. He gave up his pipe to the Surgeon General, C. C. Uh, C. Everett Coop, in Washington, D.C. Wow. Isn't that something? Can but you no- still find his pipe? I want to find an old <laughs> potato head pipe. There you go. I remember playing with it a little bit, I will, but there again, I wasn't that enthused around it. But okay, let's head for the phone line. We're talking. We're talking. Okay. Hi there. You still with us? Yep, I'm still oh, here. Okay. Okay. So because see, dogs are dogs. Cats were, they came from Africa. Okay. And so what that means is that they're used to getting their moisture from what they eat. All right. So then the thing is, is that we domesticate some and they bring them here and bring them inside and we feed them this high, hard food. And that causes a lot of digestive problems, allergy problems, diabetes and the whole kit and caboodle. And the reason why a lot of cats throw up when they eat, they don't have to be at any age. It can sometimes it happens later, like four or five years old, but it can happen early. And anyway, what happens is that they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter and their pancreas starts taking a hit. And that's where uh, the, the vomiting comes from all right so i tell everybody if you don't believe me don't feed your cat any dry food whatsoever for two weeks uh you might some people some cats don't want to give up the carbs you know that's in it 
And so um, then what happens is that you got to rotate in, like take, make, take, let's say you get uh, one of the Nutrisource grain-free ones, let's say the, the turkey dinner. Okay, what you do is take like a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon, mix it with a little bit of warm water and create a gravy with, with uh, some pieces of the hard food. And then pretty soon it becomes less and less dry and then more and more uh, hand. And then pretty soon you can, some cats you open it up and they'll eat it right away. Excellent. Give it to them right away then. Scratch the, the dry food. But once they can be on the canned food, grain-free canned food for two weeks, you'll be amazed between the litter box, their coat, their demeanor, everything. And if your cat needs to lose weight, they'll start dropping weight. And so for the average, it's usually about a half a can to three-quarters of a can per you know, unless you have a dainty cat, but it's, it's per uh, feeding, a half a can to three quarters of a can per cat. Okay. <clears throat> and then so and if, if they'll take that right away and they'll start eating that right away. Just keep them on that yep. and not yep. do anything with dry food. At Don't all. give any dry food whatsoever. And then you can, you know, obviously top, you know, they have the can covers, you know, and you don't need to put it in the refrigerator. All right. Unless you have a house that's 110 degrees, you could. I put mine just on top of the refrigerator because the time between breakfast and dinner, the, the food will be just fine. Because otherwise, if you want to put it in the refrigerator, then when you take it out for the evening feed, okay, um, you have to put hot water on it, mix it a little bit to bring it to room temperature. Cats and dogs don't want to eat. Do not want to eat things that are cool. They like things at room temperature. Okay. Don't put it in the microwave. Because yeah. that has too many hot spots, just use mm-hmm. hot tap water, okay? Okay, wonderful. And I did not know that it, it didn't need to be refrigerated. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know, not, obviously, if you have a house, let's say, you know, we got high humidity and no air conditioning. Yeah, then I'd put it in the refrigerator. But just the re- the regular thing, you know, the regular temperature in a house, if, as long as you cap it real good with the, you know, with that one of those plastic caps, you know, that they, it'll, it'll be fine. Because I've been doing it forever and I've never had anything happen. So the only thing that's happened is I forgot about it. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, Hmm, I think that's like three days old. Yeah, that's going in the trash. Because <laughs> yeah, that might happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but anyway, but if it just, you know, the same day, you're, you're just fine. But if you just try it for two weeks, you'll be amazed. Just the demeanors of the cat and uh, that be just a good grain-free canned food and rotate it. Neutral stars have got quite a few to rotate through and they got the pure vital line. So, yeah, just give that a shot. Don't do the... Stuff you see on TV because <laughs> it's yeah. low grade, okay? Well, and, and one thing that's this, this is good, Chuck and Don's, if you buy 15 cans or more, you get 15% off, okay? Oh, nice. Yeah, and so because I usually buy enough cat food. I buy, what do I usually buy, 30 or 35 cans at a time, you know? And mm-hmm. so, boy, that 15% adds up. <laughs> yeah, we have three okay. cats. So yeah, and so you could, yeah, because I'm, yeah, uh, you can, uh, sometimes if somebody of the local, you know, if you, you mention it to them, like maybe Atlas, a Pet Supply, uh, Pet Supply Plus, you know, some of them say, you know what, Chuck and Don gives me 15% off, of, are you, will you match that? Sometimes they will, okay? okay. So you just talk to them, you know, because they want your business. Okay, but that's what you want to do. Just try it for two weeks and you'll be dumbfounded. And so, uh, like I say, and if you average the cost of what you pay for the bag, and the, mm-hmm. the cats are going to be more fuller too. Okay, so they won't bug you a lot. Because remember, carbs turn into sugar, sugar turns into fat. That gets some fat. And also carbs, you know how why nobody can just eat one potato chip? <laughs> they become addicting. Yeah. Okay, and so a lot of cats get addicted to those carbs and as they just start screaming for them. But then all of a sudden, if they can get them totally over to that canned food, all of a sudden now their carb need is down and now you have a happier cat a thinner cat and just better like i said less in the litter box it, it really is amazing just amazing 
And no, like I say, if you're making if you're making ch- uh, uh, turkey, or if you're making any kind of meat, you know, like hamburger or anything, uh, d- drop a couple pieces on the floor for the for the cats, not the dog, because then the dogs will just bug you. Okay. Otherwise, mm-hmm. save some pieces and put it in the cat's dish. You know, uh, raw chicken, raw turkey, you know, raw hamburger, whatever. That's awesome for the cats. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay, kiddo. Well, good thank luck. You so much. You bet. Christmas and a wonderful vacation. You too. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for calling and holding. So, but yeah, like I say, just you've got to understand. Remember, like that that one gal Valerie that called and said, "Well, her vet says, you know, yeah, okay." The thing is, you just got to look. My thing is not here to tell you what to do. My thing through my classes, my obedience classes and the radio show is that there are other alternatives out there. There are other things that you can do that I want to bring you to places that you can go read and, and, and talk and or, you know, I mean, get loaded with information and then by plain common sense, make your own. It's not like, OK, I do this, this and this and you should do it, too. No, because every dog is different. Every cat's different. But as a whole, cats do best on grain-free canned total and rotate the flavors. And dogs do better if you can do more, you know, like uh, uh, dehydrated or freeze-dried or raw and then not a a total uh, uh, dry food. And then, you know, dry food, I always put enough water on it so that it floats nicely, put it aside. And then I come back in about a half hour. All the water should be gone. It would depend. Every uh, formula is different. But most formulas, uh, half hour, 45 minutes, come back. All the water should be gone and absorbed into the food. And then you give it a couple, you know, feel it with your, your fingers. And it should be pretty soft to the center. Then you put your supplements in or medicines or whatever, mix it up, and then feed it. And so, like I said, you'll be just amazed because dogs don't chew their food. They woof it. They inhale it. They slam it. <laughs> and so they're, they're whole, they're, um, taking that whole nugget in whole. And then that's sitting in their stomach whole. And now they just ate all this whole, you know, uh, uh, dry material stuff. And now they go drink a buttload of water to compensate for that material for the, all that dry matter. And now it's got to rehydrate in the stomach. And sometimes some dogs cannot, they start having a lot of digestive problems because of that. Their system can't do that. So by rehydrating it before, you know what I mean? The dogs, uh, a lot of those problems go away. And when you hydrate that dry food too, it like shocks you how much water it takes up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you think about that in a dog's stomach; it's oh, sitting like a rock. Exactly, and that's why, like I say, a lot of disorders. I've had some puppies come through class, you know, where they just they have the Hershey squirts; they just can't get them right. And I said, rehydrate the food. And the next day, the, the week, in the doctor, the vet had about this, that, and the other thing. They rehydrated the food, and it was like poof, gone. Now the dog doesn't the stomach can deal with it better. So same for us too. Hydrate. But, Water is the yeah. miracle cure. There it is. Hydrate. 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 Okay. Last question of oh, this sounds weird. Two thousand twenty-two. Because I won't be back until two thousand twenty-three. So sad. Oh, I know it. Do you play Scrabble? Uh, do I play Scrabble? Yep. I do. I do uh, online Scrabble, and I beat my mom every time. She's the only one who plays with me. <laughs> She's really bad at it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we're going to talk about Scrabble when we come back. Uh, the, the board game, and it was designed by Alfred M. Butts. Okay, so uh-huh. we'll be back and talk Scrabble. Well, there we go. Yeah, there's your Christmas music. All right, finally. Feliz Navidad. I like that. I know. It's one of my favorites. Feliz Navidad. All right. Okay, here we go. We're out of time. I'm not going to be here for three weeks. That's going to be. Do you know what Play Doh was originally made for? What Play Doh was originally yeah. made for? Printing? Nope. Yeah, for washing wall, cleaning wallpaper. Oh. 
It's like wall putty. Yeah, Play-Doh, it was originally uh, used to clean uh, wallpaper, and then the ingredients are a secret. Isn't that something? The ingredients are a secret. You know, if you make it at home, it's just like flour. Right, but yeah, but the thing is, is that it doesn't have even, I've not made it, my daughter has. There's just, there's, it's It's almost, but not quite. Okay. Okay, Scrabble. Uh, based, it was, um, uh, Alfred Butts, uh, created it in the 30s. And in order to, uh, determine the quantity and the value of each letter, he analyzed letter frequencies in the daily newspaper. His calculations have been held up through the years, and today, the game is very similar to his original design, but there are there are fewer S's tiles that he had calculated because he didn't want everybody to use S's, you know, have plurals. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. So he his calculation, he should have had more S's, but he didn't put them in there for the fact that he wanted people to come up and be challenged to think of new words and not just make plurals. Yeah, that's smart, because, you know, the people who chase points, there's people who chase big words. Yep, yep. Okay, let's last call the 2022. Who has the honors? So here we have uh, Debbie, uh, who is wondering if she should neuter her puppy. Okay, hi, Debbie. Hi, Katie. Okay, and the answer is... Yes. <laughs> Thank you for holding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, how old is your dog? Well, I have a, he's a 10-month-old Australian Shepherd, and I also have a 7-year-old Australian Shepherd. Okay. And I've made one appointment, and I canceled it, and then I have another one scheduled for January, but I keep reading about the negative effects, how it gives your dog anxiety, and your dog is afraid of loud noises, and that's exactly how our older dog is. Really? Well, I tend to disagree with that. I really do. I'm not a vet by no means, but I mean, I've seen, a, uh, uh, you know, just me having tons of dogs and stuff like that. No, because usually the dog being spooky or scared, it has nothing to do with neutering. What it has to do with is uh, uh, the the personality of the dog, okay? You know, and usually you can see it in, in puppies. If you said your seven-year-old is a little bit jumpy, spooky, you probably right. would saw that when he was a puppy before you even got neutered. But see, as they mature, when they get to be about a year and a half, two... Uh, then they have a tendency now they're maturing now they become they're not as puppy anymore so now they're a little bit more if they have that in them to be more spookier if they're not worked with correctly okay and okay. The, but but the thing is is I, I i i don't i totally disagree with getting them fixed makes them spooky and all that kind of stuff no that's a personality thing the big thing about getting them fixed is that now they can't reproduce they don't get cocky and so I know some people say, well, I just, my dog had one litter and then we'll get them fixed. And I'm like, okay, let's put it in human's world. You've never had sex in your life and you get it once. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen after that? Okay. Even if you get fixed. <laughs> and so the, the thing is, is that the bigger thing with getting them fixed too early, the bigger, the big detrimental is a dog getting fixed before six months. That male or female, that's really detrimental. Okay. The, the thing that's on the board now is a lot of vets and such like that are telling you to wait till they're two years old. Um, a year and a half to two years old because uh, for the testosterone and stuff like that and, and the hormones is better for their, their bone growth and their muscle structure and such like that. 
personally, you know, what I've seen, and I've talked to vets uh, kind of off the record. I don't point any fingers here. The major- Everybody's uh, back and forth on this. But one thing we could all agree on, get the dog ca- or the dog fixed by, you know, for sure about eight, ten months. You know, that would be the earliest to get them fixed. But it's, if you get them at six months, that's fine, too. But just don't go earlier than six months. But th- but this thing of keeping a, a female intact and a male intact till the two years, I'm sorry, but people, we worked really hard to educate people, get your dog and cats your, your cats and dogs spayed or neutered, right? And so we do. We get them fixed early so that there isn't a chance of them coming into heat and then, you know, messing around and having an unwanted litter. And I talked about this a couple months ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, I mean, is that uh, I had a gal calling and she said her dog was bleeding from the butt. Well, first of all, um, why are you calling me and not the vet? But that's okay. And, you know, how old female? And she was uh, 11 months, almost 12, and she was in heat. A lot of people don't even know what heat cycle is in a dog. They don't know what to look for because, you know, the vet told them not to get them fixed until two years old, but the vet didn't tell them this is when they come into heat. This is what's going to happen through education. But I don't trust a lot of people to keep an eye on their male or female dog when the dog is the dog. The male dog can smell a female in season for two miles and then they can go and service that one and then all of a sudden they've been smelling nothing before you know it your dog is in maplewood you know and so that's not bad but i live in hugo <laughs> but anyway and so now the females when they come into heat people don't realize from the day they start bleeding you mark 20 days off the calendar because usually they come into standing heat you know 12th to the 15th day but the whole thing is, is in the meantime, they're, you know, all these males are showing up and they're peeing all over the place and it's not fun. But so the whole thing is, is that just to be sure there isn't any residuals and things are a little off, you mark out 20 days from a female being in season. All right. And so that's, and then they bleed for the, when they quit bleeding from the day they started bleeding to the, when they quit bleeding, that's what standing heat is. Now they're receptive instead of, you know, barking at the males. Now they're receptive to having it done. And a male dog that has done it before, you blink and they're bred. It's unreal. <laughs> they know just what they're doing. <laughs> the first time out, the gators are a little bit wobbler. But, and so my advice to you is the age of your dog is that, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's lots of things to read and such like that. But you also, I'm sure you've had other dogs that you've gotten fixed prior to that throughout your years, haven't you? Yes. Okay, and, and things were okay, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, but I just don't want him to have anxiety. Okay, I've never heard of having, you know, getting them fixed later or too early had causes uh, anxiety. I have never heard that one. That's new to me. I just read about it online. Well, don't hate, does not believe everything we read online. I know. know. No, I have never, ever heard of that. Never. Because the only thing that would get them fixed too early is, like I said, the hormones and the testosterone for muscles and bones. That's the only thing that stuff does. All right. And Mm so, as far as creating a different personality of dog, now, believe it or not, sometimes what can happen, and it happens in humans, you go under and you come out a little bit goofier. That sometimes the anesthesia causes some problems. It wasn't what you, they went to procedure or into surgery for. All right. But then, mm-hmm. like I say, if you're, um, you know, I know in cats that were under it probably a little too long and they came out real dingy, um, it, they weren't worth much after that. And so, but the thing is, is so whoever's the anesthesiologist for both humans and dogs are in charge of a lot. <laughs> And so you just need to you be comfortable with who you, who you know, your vet, that you know that they're going to take care of everything. But like I say, with the older dog, if he was spookier after he got fixed, but he wasn't spookier at all before, was he spooky before? 
Um, I can't remember. Okay. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no, like I said, no, that's a personality thing. It's not a getting them fixed thing. I vote get them fixed, and you'll be, you'll be a happier camper, okay? Okay, even if he's not going to be around female dogs ever? How do you know that? He gets, he gets away from you. And there's a female two blocks down. He gets away from you. Guess what? He found him. He's going to be a daddy. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> they don't get away. Well, <laughs> it's totally up to yourself because dogs that are intact are more cockier because they're thinking with their nuts. You know, their hormone. The, right. The, yep. And so they're just a little bit more bolder, a blaster. You know, if you take, I, 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 if I take, if you take any dog and you could see their life fixed and see their life unfixed, you'd take fixed in a heartbeat. Okay. So it just okay. it just mentally makes them a better dog because they're worried. Then they're they're all about you. They're not about Mother Nature. All right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Well, good okay. luck. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Thank New Year. You, you betcha. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, Ellie, uh, hopefully you're gonna you be in with your folks over the holidays here. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing Christmas with I. Uh, so my girlfriend, her parents live within five minutes of my parents. Okay. So we do Christmas with both families. Oh, nice, nice. Year, which now is your mom, Miss Stephanie Hanser. Yes, Miss Stephanie Hanser. Miss uh, Miss Cook. <laughs> oh, she cooks a mean Christmas dinner. Does she? I, that's like the one thing is like I'm not going to do Christmas dinner. I even did Thanksgiving uh-huh. at her family's house this year. I'm not doing Christmas dinner anywhere else because no one else cares about it as much like as your mom. My mom and dad. Yeah, they make so Yorkshire cool. puddings and beef roast every year. Now, does she decorate to the house like? over the board or is it just oh yeah okay. i mean because some people love, love to bake and all that but they put up minimal christmas oh she is she is the definition of a hostess okay. like she, her house is <laughs> always suited to the season but not like gratuitously just okay. like on a hosting perspective but she overdoes it on gifts she overdoes it on stockings yeah. the tree yeah. i mean tomorrow i feel like I, I would gather that yeah your mom is an awesome person oh yeah and we so, all love christmas too yeah, it's hard to that's so cool you're the hallmark family right <laughs> yeah, with a lot more swearing and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> they bleep those out in the harmark, you know. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. So all you guys, you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year. You stay safe. Uh, keep your animals safe. Keep your dogs on a leash. When you got company over, sit on the leash. Ignore the dog. So that, always, so that you've got control. And, then, and, and Grandma's not being knocked over or tripped over, you know, trips over the short ones or being knocked over by the big ones. Or grandpa, whatever, and so yeah, it's just be uh, be aware and uh, and just and have fun, and that's the main name of the game. Okay, so thank you guys for all your this year of listening. I guess in twenty years, who would have thunked it? Uh, Ellie, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks Hopefully so I won't much. scare you off. <laughs> so you guys enjoy your holidays, and I will be back. I think it's January eighth. So, but you can always email me. Go to mytalk 1071com and send me an email through Facebook or my website. Take care. Bye bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas!